0: Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. We're going to start a new series today called The Fugitive running
1: from God. And so today, we're going to talk about an issue that I think a lot of us can relate to. Maybe this was true in your life. I remember when I was a boy, I knew a fellow who decided that he had had enough with the rules at home. He had had enough with a conflict with his parents. He had had enough with them telling him what he needed to do, that he couldn't do his own thing. And so he decided that he was just going to leave home. He was going to run away. And so he just left. He didn't take anything with him, just his clothes on, his jeans, a t-shirt, and a hot July day in South Carolina, 100 degree weather outside. He decides he's just going to leave. So he just took off and he walked. And he walked for about a mile. And the whole time he was walking, he was deciding... Halfway through his walk, he decided this is why he needed to leave. He, got, he was sick of his parents. He was sick of this. He was sick of them telling him what to do. He was sick of taking the garbage out. He was just sick of it. He was leaving. That was halfway through his walk. The other half of his walk was, what am I going to do now? Where am I going to go? I don't have any money. I don't have anything. Where am I going? So as he got about a mile away from home, He decided, I better go back home. And he went back home. Nobody knew he ran away. Only he did. We're going to talk about running away today. What we're going to talk about is you and I running away from God. And What happens is is that you and I can get to the point, and here, listen to me. We can get to the point where we know that God is speaking to us about something. And we can decide, like that young guy, that we've had enough. I'm tired of you, God, telling me what I need to do. You won't let me do what I want to do. And we run away. Because the running away I'm talking about is not a physical running away. Although we're going to look at a guy who physically ran away today. But the running away that you might be doing may be a spiritual running. And we're going to talk about the consequences of that today. So I want you to notice with me, we're going to look at the first chapter of Jonah. I think everybody's familiar with the story of Jonah. to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, and had lain down, and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean? Sleeper, arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. And so they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. And then they said to him, Please tell us. For whose cause is this trouble upon us? And what is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? And they said to him, I'm a Hebrew. And I fear the Lord God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more temptuous. And he said to them, Pickle me into the sea, then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to the land. But they could not, for the sea continued to grow more temptuous against them. Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. Do not charge us with his innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Great story, isn't it? One we've heard over and over again. But I'd like to look at it and try to bring some personal application to you and I today. Because the fact of the matter is, is we do run from God. And while we may not be like Jonah... In a lot of ways we are. And so I want us to look first of all at some willful disobedience. Willful disobedience on the part of a prophet. I want you to understand something now. This is a man who is a spokesman for God. Not just your average Joe. This is somebody who is to bring the Word of God to the northern kingdom. That's where he was a prophet at, is in the northern kingdom. And here he is. He's making some decisions. He's doing some things that basically can only be described as willful disobedience. And I think a lot of us can resonate with that because we can't just shake a finger at Jonah because the fact of the matter is, is you and I, a lot of times, are willfully disobedient to God. So I want you to notice a couple things here. First of all, I want you to notice we see it in the first three verses. He made a conscious decision to disobey. Notice what It says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Verse 1. Then notice verse 2. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come upon me. That's verse 2. So here's God. He's speaking to Jonah. And He says to Jonah, I want you to go to that great city. And let's say that great city is located over here. It's located in Assyria. Nineveh, the great city. I want you to go to that city and I want you to preach against that city because of their wickedness. I'm getting ready to destroy that city and I want them to know that I'm tired of their their wickedness. And so that's what he's telling Jonah. But notice what Jonah does in verse 3. Look at what verse 3 says. But Jonah arose and fled to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And listen, he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish and so he paid the fare and went down into it. So then notice something. Here's Assyria. It's landlocked. And there's Nineveh, and guess where he goes? He goes all the way to the coast and gets on a ship to go all the way on the other side of the Mediterranean towards where Spain is, where Tarshish is, the settlement. And notice what the Scripture says. He paid the fare. So he purposely decided, he willfully decided, he made a conscious decision to go in the opposite direction. It didn't matter what God told him to do. He made a decision to head in the exact opposite direction, in spite of what God said. That, my friends, is willful disobedience. And he said, "What does that got to do with us, George?" Listen, God speaks to every one of us. He speaks to us through His Word, and you're here today, and God is speaking to you. And he's telling you to head in this direction of his will, of doing whatever it is that he wants you to do. And he, you know what it is he's telling you to do. I don't know what it is because I, I'm, I'm not God. I can't understand the things he's telling you to do. I might have some idea if I interact in your life a little bit. But the fact of the matter is you know what God's speaking to you of you As you read his word, as you pray, God is speaking to you and telling you something. And he's saying to you to head in this direction. But you don't like what he's asking you to do. See, Jonah didn't like the idea of going and preaching in Nineveh. Can I explain to you why? Because the Assyrians were the enemies of Israel. The Assyrians were a brutal people. History shows us that when they captured people, they didn't take prisoners. Or if they did take prisoners, they took them to torture them. These were brutal people. And this was the enemy of Israel. And he didn't want to go there. He had no desire to go there at all. And so there you are. You know that God's telling you to do something. But here's what you're doing. You've made a conscious decision to do the exact opposite. You're saying, I don't want to go over there where God's will is. I'm going to do my own thing, Lord. I'm going to do my own thing. And you're running away. You're running away. You decided, I don't want to do what you're asking me to do, God. I'm going to go over here where I want to do my own thing. And that's what's happening. That's what running away is. It is making a conscious decision to be disobedient to God. And listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Every one of us does it, don't we? Nobody here can be righteous about it. Because every one of us, God is speaking to us about something we don't like what he's telling us to do because in some reason in our mind we think we know better. Think about that. We know better than God. Isn't that foolish? But see, that's what happens. You get foolish and then you decide, I'm going to head in this direction over here. I'm going to head in this direction over here. But there's one other thing I want you to see that's really important here about this willful disobedience. And you and I got to get this point. Because this you and I have to grasp. Notice what he says there. This, this phrase re- happens three times. In this chapter, look with me at verse 3. To go down with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. In fact, when you go over and look with them, look at verse 10. The men, it says, they were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from what? The presence of the Lord. Here's what I'm saying. He didn't just decide to disobey. He was consciously not just making a decision to do that. He ran away from the relationship with God. See, here's what happened. When he was with God and doing what God wanted with him, the presence of God was going to go with him to Nineveh to do what he needed to do. But he decided, I don't want to do what you want me to do, God. And so he left. And so he decided to flee from the presence of God. And you say, now what does that mean? The presence of God. used over and over in the Old Testament. And here's what it means. It means the protection and the blessing of God in one's life. The protection and the blessing of God in one's life. See, when you and I consciously decide that we're not going to do what God wants us to do, we remove ourselves from the protection And the blessing of God. Let me just tell you something. You've got to grasp that point. Listen to me. Because so many people are deceived today. So many of us today, we think that we can just do what we want to do. And God's going to still bless us. God's still going to watch over me. But listen, when you consciously make that decision that you're not going to do what He wants you to do, and you're going to run over here and do your own thing, You are purposely deciding to remove yourself, to remove yourself, listen to me, to remove yourself from the presence of God. You're leaving that relationship. And with that comes the issue of blessing in your life, the issue of God's protection in your life. You are deciding, I don't need you, God. I don't need you watching over me. I don't need you. Remember I told you about that boy that I grew up with? When he's walking, he gets a mile away. Halfway through the trip, he starts thinking about, where am I going? He finally makes the decision to turn back and go home. Why does he make that decision to turn back and go home? Because he knows, man, I'm 11 years old. Who's going to take care of me? He went back into the protection of his home where his mom, even though he didn't like his mom telling him what to do or his dad telling him what to do, he at least knew that there was blessing and protection there. So he went back there see He was deciding to leave that and when he realized what he left, he went back. See, the same thing happens. Jonah decided to leave the will of God. And with that, he left the relationship. But some of you have decided to do your own thing. In your heart, You decided, I don't want want that part, Lord. I'll, I'll take this other stuff, but I don't want what you're wanting me to do over here. And so you've decided to walk over this way. Listen, when you walked over this way, you walked out of a relationship. How do you know that, George? The psalmist says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear my prayers. Did you hear what I just said? If I regard iniquity, that's sin. In my heart, God won't even hear your prayers. See, communication is the first part of a relationship, isn't it? God's not even listening to me when I decide to do my own thing. And that's what's happening with Jonah. And so we see willful disobedience. Now, the rest of our time here, I want us to focus on now the consequences. That's what we're going to focus on now in verses 4 through 17. The consequences. First thing I want you to notice in verse 4 is this. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Here's the first thing I want you to see: is this. You cannot run away from God. You can't run away from Him. If anybody should have known that, it was Jonah. He was the prophet. He proclaimed God's Word. And so here he is. He's thinking, I'm just going to leave Israel and get on a boat and go to Spain. God can figure out somebody else who will need to do what He needs to do. But you can't do that. You can't run away from God. Listen to what the psalmist says. Psalm 139, verse 7 and 8. Where can I go from Your Spirit? Or where can I flee from Your presence? If I ascend into heaven, You are there. If I make my bed in hell, You were there. See, here's Jonah. I don't want to do what you want me to do, God. I'm going to go over here and do my own thing. And I'm going to run away from you. My friends, you can't run away from God. You can't run away from Him. Jonah couldn't run away from Him. What did God do? He stirred up the sea. So much so that the ship was almost about to break up and sink. You can't run away from Him. Some of you, you are doing everything you can not to do what God wants you to do in your life, and you think, I'm just going to do my own thing, but listen, you can't run. You can't hide. And you know it. You can't run away from Him. No matter how much you choose to do your own thing, you can't run away from Him. Jonah couldn't run. Jonah could not run. That's the first thing I want you to see. The second thing I want you to see is, is that disobedience leads to indifference. Disobedience leads to indifference. So here's the sea. It's being tossed and turned. And then I want you to notice something here. Everybody's throwing stuff off the ship. See, that's what they did back then. They were wooden ships. And if the sea was getting really bad, if they wanted to make the load lighter, it didn't matter if you were a merchant or whatever. You threw everything off. And so they threw everything off the ship. Why? To make it lighter. But I want you to notice what Jonah did. Look at what it says there. The end of verse 5. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship and had laid down and was fast asleep. See, disobedience leads to indifference. See, when I decide I don't want to do your thing, God, I'm going to do my own thing, you become indifferent. You've left the relationship with God. And so stuff happening around you doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what God's trying to do to get your intention. Notice what He did. Big storm. I think it's nap time. Guys panicking. Waves crashing over the sides of the ship. Boy, I'm awfully tired. I need a power nap what's his deal he becomes indifferent to the work of god in his life see that's what happens when you decide to do your own thing and you just start leaving that relationship with god it doesn't matter what god's trying to do to get your attention you know better you can just go to sleep world could be coming crashing down around you Ugh, i'm okay just indifferent just indifferent. And see, that's what we hear. see here. Disobedience leads to indifference. But here's the point I want you to see, because again, remember what I said to you. You could be here and you're running away, but you say, well, I'm here. Isn't that okay? Notice the next thing I want you to see here is that disobedience can deceive you spiritually. Disobedience can deceive you spiritually. What do you mean? Notice how, here's what they said. Who are you? Because they cast lots. That was the thing they did back then. And a lot fell on... On Jonah, and they said, well, why is this happening? Who are you? What country are you from? What's your occupation? And to notice with me, verse 9, this is what he says. So he said to them, I'm a Hebrew. Okay, so you're an Israelite. But I want you to notice the next thing he says, and listen to what he says here. I fear the Lord. Really? Really, Jonah? You left. What he told you to do, and you're heading over to Spain. Do you see how deceived he is? Do you see the point? He's saying, I'm okay. I'm a Hebrew. I fear the Lord. He's deceived himself. Why? Because his disobedience. His disobedience. Disobedience can deceive you spiritually. See, it happens today. I'll to be honest with you. Today, the statement may be, yeah, I know God wants me to do that over here. But I'm okay. I'm okay. You know why I'm okay? Because I'm a Christian. You know what it is about a Christian, don't you? I'm forgiven. Jesus forgives. All I need to do is just confess my sin. What does he say? 1 John one nine. If I confess my sin, He is faithful and just to forgive me my sin and to what? Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I know I'm not doing right, but He forgives. See how this deception can lead you to the place that you are spiritually blind? See how that can lead you there? To the point where you think you're okay? Even though God is trying to get your attention? Oh, that must be Satan. Boy, the devil's after me pretty hard. Listen, Henry Blackaby said this, a lot of things that we accuse Satan of, it may be very well God trying to get our attention because of the disobedience in our life. Did you hear what I said? A lot of things that we blame on others may very well be God trying to get our attention. Because why? We have deceived ourselves spiritually because we think we're okay. All because we don't want to do what we're supposed to do. And here's Jonah. They said to him, Why is this happening? Who are you? Where are you from? Well, I'm a Hebrew. And I fear the Lord. Boy, has he deceived himself. And see, notice something here. And here's the problem. Here's what happens. Look with me. Verse 10 and 11. Look at what it says. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? And they're not asking him a question as to what he's done. They know that he's done something because he's already told him he's fleeing from God. They're, they're saying to him, Why did you do it? And then they said to him, What shall we do, verse 11, to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more temptuous. And he said to them, Oh, just pick me up. Throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Look at how nonchalant he is about it. Here's the point I want you to see. Others recognize the dilemma. Jonah, your world's upside down. Listen, buddy, it's going to affect all of us here. What are we going to do? Oh, well, you know, it's because of me. Would you just throw me over to the side? Everything will be okay. You're running from God. You don't want to do what He wants you to do. You're heading over here. God is coming after you. You can't run away from Him. He loves you too much. He's coming for you. And so God's going to do what He has to do. But the fact is, and others around you may see it. They may say to you, and loving people may say to you, look, don't you recognize God's trying to get your attention? Turn back to Him? Oh yeah, sure, but you know, I just want to do my own thing just want to do my own thing. See, others recognize it. Some of you here, you've got people in your life right now, listen to me. You've got people in your life right now that are watching the self-destructive path that you're going on. And they are talking to you and they're saying, Listen, don't you realize the blessing of God is not there because you've made this decision? Turn back. Others recognize the dilemma. Others are seeing it. But you know what? We are so focused on what we want, aren't we? That it doesn't really matter. Which brings me to my last point I want you to see here, and that's this. Look with me, verse 14. Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. Do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So even the, the sailors are recognizing it's God. But notice something. So they picked up Jonah, threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. But I want you to notice verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Here's my final point. There are consequences for our actions. See, listen, it's not that simple. We've got this concept. Here's what I'm saying. We're deceiving ourselves spiritually. God is telling us to do this. He's saying, I want you to do this. And you know what it is that He's telling you to do in your life. But you decided, I'm going to head over here. And you decided, I'm going to head over here because He forgives. I just need to say to Him, Jesus, I did wrong. Just keep on doing it. Here you are, you're over here, you're just doing it. But you've forgotten one thing. There may be forgiveness, but He doesn't remove the consequences. There may be forgiveness, but He doesn't remove the consequences. In fact, He may prepare the consequences for you. You hear what I'm saying? See, when you decide not to do what God wants you to do, and you're running over here, and then, listen, I I say this, we get ticked off at God too, because God, why aren't you blessing me? God, why don't I see your head in my life anymore? Like it's His fault. It isn't his fault. He didn't leave. He's not the one running. You are. You're running. And so there you are, and there's the consequences. See, when you head in this direction, you're going to face the consequences. As we think about what we've looked at today, have you made a conscious decision to disobey? God has spoken to you, He has communicated to you His Word about what you need to do with your life. But you have decided, you've decided, I don't want to go there. Have you made the decision to go and do the opposite? But you've got to ask yourself and be real because He knows. Have you made a conscious decision to disobey? Be honest with yourself. That's the first thing you've got to do is be honest. Then notice something. Recognize that you have left the relationship. Relationship. See, when you decide to go on your own and do your own thing, again, listen to what I told you before, you have decided that I don't need the protection of God. I don't need the blessing of God. I'm just going to go and do my own thing. So you leave. And guess what? He lets you go. Aren't you glad He doesn't totally let you go? He runs after you. You need to recognize that you left the relationship. So you say, okay, George, what do I do? How do I get back to where I need to be? Here's what you got to do. you got to turn back to God. Turn back to God. you got to go back to Him. You've got to repent and say, Lord, I was wrong. I know that I shouldn't have gone over here. I shouldn't have been heading in this direction, Lord. I know that You wanted me to do this for a reason, for my own good, for Your own purposes, Lord. I'm going to go back and do what You want me to do. Turn back! Turn back! So turn back to Him. My friends, some of you got to turn back to God in here. You know what the issues are. And you need to turn back to Him and say to Him, Lord, here I am. I've been running away. Bring me to the place that I need to be.
0: Thank you for being with us this morning.